I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Welcome to the Five Yard IDP pod with me, Nate Davis. Evening, Brent. How's your fancy week three been? Yeah, evening, mate. Um, yeah, bit of a mixed bag this weekend. Um, got a first win in our Ray Lewis League. Um, your man, Eric Kendricks, um, came up trumps for me with 28 points. Um, yeah. on, on the downside, I've got Blake Martinez. Um, so, yeah, um, that's, a, that's a bit of a bummer. Um, yeah. Lost in the Lawrence Taylor League, uh, although Forsyth of Lucon put up a you know, decent amount of points. Um, and had a very tight one in our best ball. Uh, but we don't really touch on that too much. But I, I thought I'd chuck it in there because I won by one point. It was literally that that tight this week so um yeah so uh like i say a bit of a mixed bag how'd you get on i've had a banging week absolutely banging at my seven seventeen leagues i'm one in 14 one in 14 out of 17 leagues so yeah leah won both idp uh leagues that we play in obviously we don't play in the third one but um yeah one in both of those um one in our home league which was a big big deal that's that was tight um so yeah yeah it's been a cracking week for me so yeah i i'm still celebrating well yeah, i see, see I, I knew but i <laughs> got to ask governor for the listeners well, didn't really want to discuss it <laughs> i was a big you know i i i had quite a lot of i had a lot of um picking on the turn um in drafts this year 
Um, so I got a lot of Barkley. So mm. that was that was that had been hurting me. Apart from obviously that he come come good this week. So happy days. Um, right. Suppose we better push on. Right. So before we go much further with this pod, um, we are supported by our sponsors, Manscaped. Um, Manscaped are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They have now released the Lawnmower 4.0, which is a fantastic bit of kit. The great thing about it is the skin-safe technology, so you get no nicks on your bits. Um, You can get 20% off um, at manscaped.com with the code 5YARD. That's the code 5YARD. Um, we'll put it across the bottom of the screen just so you can remember. Um, if you haven't invested in one yet, you, you are missing out. It really is uh, a game changer in that area. Um, it also comes with free worldwide shipping. Um, so as I said, cracking bit of kit, get one and use use the code 5YARD. Doki. So, right, back to this now um where are we before we dive into the to the week four games um i'd like to start with a a bit of a tip touching on something that hasn't come up yet as it's week four my top tip is to get in early on the players that you're looking at having to replace so if you're looking at having to replace any or any of your main starters that have early week early bye weeks um as we're coming into week four you want to have one eye on the week six bye weeks. So the following teams have a bye week in week six. Um, it's the Falcons, the Saints, the Jets, and the 49ers. Um, so, for example, if you are relying on a Nick Bosa um, scoring you decent points week in, week week out, you need to think about probably who, you, who you're going to replace him with if you haven't got anybody on your bench ready to go straight in there. And it to, this is the week to, to look to do it. Don't wait until next week to make that call as everybody be doing the same kind of thing that is in the same situation as you. Um, then there may be plenty of talent on the waiver wire now. So, but as, as the bye weeks start to kick in week seven is quite a big bye week. It's quite a, quite a few teams that have got players on there. So keep an eye on that one as well. Um, I know from experience on leaving it too late and there's nothing worse in this game than getting sniped. Um, so, right. Let's go. Let's kick on straight away. Let's kick on to uh, this week's games, um, week four. Um, I'm going to be kicking it off with tonight's game, which is the Thursday night football, and it's the Jags versus the Bengals. Let's start with the Jags. Yeah, firstly, I'll probably blow our own trumpet a little bit here and say we're happy to report that last week's pick at safety, Andrew Winghard, had another strong outing and picked off Kyler Murray in week three. Um, and he is on still on my list of, of players to pick up and start. Um, we got the got the news also this, this week that CJ Henderson, last year's first round pick, he's getting traded to the Panthers for a third. And Dan Arnold, which has baffled me. But anyway, that's that's for another that's for another show. <laughs> Crazy. Um but anyway, rookie corner Tyson Campbell um, had a good week in week three, which is great to see. Um, and with no CJ Henderson, you could expect him to see 
a more time on the field and definitely one to keep an eye on moving forward. Miles Jack had a solid week with 10 tackles from the Jags side of things and also with the Jags, Josh Allen. He had a quiet week in week three, but I expect him to bounce back against Joe Burrow in week four. Um, so moving over to Joe Burrow, he had a he had a much better performance in week three. He didn't get sacked, which is great, as he took he took five sacks in each of uh, week one and week two. Um, as for the Cincy D, if we move on to those, Sab, Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, BJ Hill, all got sacks against the Steelers in week three and could all be worth a punt in week four. The Jags QB, Trevor Lawrence, he got sacked three times in his matchup with Arizona. The man, though, that I've got to hand, highlight is he's one of the must-buys at the moment. If he is around, I doubt he is, but if he is, Logan Wilson. He's had He had seven tackles in week one, uh, nine tackles in week two, and then an interception last week against the Steelers. And he racked up 14 tackles, two pass defended, and two interceptions. He gave him 35 points in IDP+. Plus which was a probable winning score if you add him. Also uh, mentioned to Bengal safeties, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, who should, I reckon, start them as well in week four if you have them. But mind you, if, you, if you've invested in those picks, you, you probably will be starting them anyway as, you know, you'd be picking them up quite, quite early on in drafts. As for the game prediction, I see this, I see it as a Cincy win, um, but it's definitely one, that I, I think it really ranks highly in defensive points. Um, yeah, I think I think there's some big points to be had in this game. Um, how, do you, how do you see it, Bren? Yeah, same. I mean, I've, I've gone for a Bengals win. Um, I was just having a quick scout around on the waivers, but yeah, couldn't agree with you more on Logan Wilson, but I don't think you're going to find him too easily <laughs> at the moment. So, um, no. yeah, so I'm, I'm drawing a bit of a blank there. But yeah, for, I think the Jags are coming together. I think Lawrence was better. But uh, yeah, good game defensively, you know, IDP perspective. Um, but yeah, Bengals for me on that one. Yes. Okay, uh, rattling swiftly on. Uh, so I'm going to Titans at the Jets. Uh, the first week four game I'm covering. Um, so um, I'm going to start with the Titans. Had a comfortable week three win over the Colts. Um, it was They didn't really have to work too hard in week three to get the win. It was should have been more comfortable. They got away with a couple of picks, uh, a fumble when they should have really scored. But Wentz was poor. He did them a lot of favours. Um, those ankle knocks, I think Colts gambled on them and it didn't really work for them. A um, couple of the top performers from last weekend, uh, Harold Landry, uh, linebacker, you can play at DL, so he's one of those. Um, you know, 12 points, got to the QB five times. Um, I think he might have a bit of fun against this Jets O-line this week. Um Rashawn Evans, linebacker again, 14 points, um, you know, busy boy, plenty of tackles. Um, again, I think, he'll, you know, the linebackers generally will be in play, as will the D-line. Um, to be honest, I've got to be all in on the Titans for this one. I think the Jets are, I think that Wilson offence has got to be low on confidence at the moment. Um, so, as I've already touched on, top picks for me would be, you know, valuing, across the board, really, I think. Um, but definitely, you know, look, be looking at the likes of Harold Landry. Um, he got after Wentz all game on Sunday, made him really uncomfortable. Um, and I think he's going to relish going after Wilson in pretty much the same fashion. Uh, quick one to watch on the waivers. 
Uh, Janoris Jenkins, DB's had a good start to the season. Uh, racked up some good points week one against the Cards. Um, had a good performance against Seattle. Dropped off a little bit against the Colts, but I think he'll he'll fancy himself, you know, a bit more against this um, this Jets passing game um, in the the secondary. Uh, moving on to the Jets, if we must, uh, very quickly. Um, Twenty six nothing blowout against the Broncos in week three. Um, there is some value there. Um, I mean, we'll we'll have a quick chat about your new best mate, CJ Mosley, quickly. Um, Do you see that one hit? Oof. Yeah. He, he's, Nasty. He's, he's, <laughs> a, he's a solid boy, all right. Um, but, uh, yeah, nothing spectacular, but, you know, he racked up 12 points. Um, as I say, busy boy, plenty of tackles, putting himself about, always in the middle of things. Um, elsewhere, Quinn and Williams uh, at DL. Um, you know, the tackle had a good game. 19 points, one and a half sacks, one tackle for a loss. Got to the QB a couple of other times. Um, uh, Marcus May going back into the secondary. Again, nothing spectacular, but had 12 and a half points, nine tackles off the back of a very good two, you know, week two performance, racking up 20, 25 points. The Jets D is better than I think, you know, the, the recent scoreline suggests. Um, and like we said, again, not to blow our own trumpet, but, um, you know, we said it's one of those weird ones where the team's probably going to be pretty awful to average this season, but there's value there at, at DL, linebacker and DB. Again, quick sniff around on the waiver options, Bryce Hall at corner, um, you know, it was looking decent. Um, so, you know, he's had, he's had a good start to the season. But summary for me, yeah, Titans wing, Winning uh, Jets O line is, is is pretty bad. Mm. Um, Wilson's still going to chuck a couple of picks somewhere. It's just a question of who gets them. Um, so yeah, Titans DL linebackers all in play. Um, I expect yeah. them to have a bit of a day in it um, in terms of IDP. Um, is there anything you want to chuck in quickly? Nope, exactly the same for me. Yeah, so I've got Titans for me. Um, start their pass rush, um, and obviously that often goes goes hand in hand with the secondary for me against against Zach. Um yeah. Yep. So you covered that off, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> it's easy when there's a rookie involved at the moment because they are definitely living up to the uh pick or sack hype at the moment. I mean yeah. I, I talk... get to talk about Matt Jones getting battered by the Saints in a minute. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, well I'm gonna I'm gonna mention another one now. Um so Lions versus Bears. Um Miles Garrett had a field day. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, sorry about that. That's awful. Um, but he did. He had an absolute, absolute monster day. Um, and poor old Justin Fields. I mean, God, he must be having nightmares seeing Miles Garrett in his sleep. Terrible. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he had an absolute nightmare, Justin Fields, um, in week three. So the question would be, could could the Lions do the same in week four? Um, answer would be maybe. So Romeo Aquara, Charles Harris, they're the sack leaders from the Lions side of things. So they're probably worth a little cheeky start, maybe. Alex Anzalone, the long-haired linebacker from the Lions, he's uh, he's scoring pretty consistently. And he could also be worth a pickup. He had 17.50 points in IDB Plus in week three. And that included a sack. So flipping it over to the Bears, 
side of things. I, I'm not going to go too much more into any more of the Detroit players that most, most of them are all um, that this they're sitting at the bottom of the pile score wise. There's a few in there, but it's, they're lacking in any real consistency at this moment in time um, from game from week in week out. So yeah, flipping it back over to the Bears, um, Khalil Mack had a strong performance in week three, along with Robert Quinn. Their pass rush was in the game. Uh, Rokon Smith is having a monster season so far. He's got 29 tackles, a sack, a tackle for a loss, an interception, and an IDP touchdown. So you know he's in he's he's in the he's in the mix for defensive player of the year territory at this moment. So you know, well we'll see what we'll see how that pans out for him. In the game, though, nobody for me really massively stands out in this one. I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really sure, but I don't expect Justin Fields to have the same game as he did in Week Three. Is it home? It's the Lions. It's just a bit different, and I just don't feel that he's going to Fields is um, in in preseason in other games in his rookie in his um, college. Um, showing he he's, he can be quite elusive. So even though what happened last week, I just don't see it. I just I just think he can he can mix it up and get out of it. He's not he's not a, a QB that is stuck, you know, in in that mold where he, he is stuck in the game. I think he will learn from what happened quite quickly and change his game plan. Obviously, the top Bears players are a must start as usual because they're, con- they're, they're consistently racking up points. Um, I think it's a bounce back home win for the Bears. Um, it's not a game that I'm going to be all in massively defensive wise. It might shock, shock a few people because of the teams that are in it, but I, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't really fancy it. Um, if I had to go for a cheeky pick, in this one, a, a cheeky pickup. It would be someone from the Detroit pass rush because of what we've just said, just in case the Bears O-line does what it did last week and Fields doesn't, you know, run away and does stand there and get sacked like he did last week. But I, I don't see it happening. However, um, Bears win for me. Bro, what have you got on this one? Yeah, I think Bears at home, um, I think the home field advantage will be will be key in this one. I mean, God knows the Chicago Massive have been screaming for a decent QB for as long as I can remember, and, and they think they've got one in field. So I think he'll be he'll be buoyed by that, like say, learn from the mistakes. Um, this Detroit defense isn't terrible. Um, no. They did first quarter against, you know, did a decent job sort of backing up the Ravens in the first quarter. Um, you know, Austin Bryant sort of got to, got to Jackson um, for a sack. So, but um, yeah, the, the Bears again, they, they just proved that, that the defense is at this moment in time better than the offense, definitely. Um, you know, crucial third down tackle again in the first quarter uh, last Sunday by Duke, uh, Duke, Duke Shelley, if I'm putting my teeth in. Um, and then that led to Khalil Max or sack. So, um, hmm. yeah, Bears, Bears for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to, just to add, oh, I didn't mention how well Detroit actually played uh, against It was so unlucky. Um they, you know, it was it was a bit of a heartbreaker watching it, but they, um, yeah, yeah, they I, I think I think they're going to pick up they're, they're going to pick up some fans that they didn't expect to have this year by playing this way, um, yeah. So let's see, go on then, Brian. What are you on? Colts, right. Dolph, Colts, Colts versus Dolphins. Colts coming to Miami, so um, 
Yeah, Colts coming off a, a week three loss um, against the Titans. Uh, like I said earlier, they gambled on sort of playing Wentz with these. I've lost track how many injured ankles he's got, three or four last count. Um, so, but yeah, there are a few players that put up some decent points, you know, in the week three loss to the Titans. Darius Leonard, uh, linebacker, picked up 15 and a half points, including the pick and a fumble. Um, but he has been performing below his projected figures. Um, so, it's in, certainly in the first three weeks. Uh, Kenny Moore, however, at corner, had a, had a good day at the office, 26 and a half points, uh, pick, tackle for a loss. Um, he's had a really good start to the season. Um, yeah. I like like Kenny Moore. Um, versus the Dolphins, I'm still going to be sort of, you know, looking at this cult sort of D-line and, and the linebackers coming into play. Um, Brissett is going to start. We're not going to see two until week six. Um, that's sort of the word on the, the wire, which is all right because that's when we're going down to Tottenham to watch him. So hopefully <laughs> he's back for that. Otherwise, I want my money back. Um, you know, he played well, Jac- old Brissett, though, didn't he? J- Jacoby Brissett, yeah. Well, I've, I've had to touch it because he's, he's. I, I wouldn't really be looking at the Colts secondary because he won't, unless they're forced to chase the game, he's pretty. He's a safe pair of hands. He's not yeah. going to force throws into dangerous positions. He'll, half, Q- he'll lock- half QB, half tank. So, you know, but the the O-line is still suspect. That's why I've highlighted, you know, the sort of the the front seven at at the Colts as as being, I don't think they'll win the game. I think we bounce back. But um, um, on the waiver watch for the Colts, a couple of interesting ones. Um, Bobby Okariki, linebacker, who had 21 points against the Seahawks. I found him on a couple of waivers, uh, sacked Wilson last weekend. Uh, Mohamed, the edge rusher. Um, again, he's he's more than doubled his projected points in the last two weeks. Uh, he's already racked up one and a half sacks, so he's probably again probably not for this week. But um, uh, moving on to the Dolphins, uh, yeah, tough tough overtime loss. Could have could, have, but they were they were in the game. I I said they'd bounce back well after that blowout against the the Bills. I didn't think they'd win the game, but I wanted to see an improved performance. Um, two are being out still arguably an issue um but you know it was it was a tough away day trip to the raiders it it was always going to be um on another day they you know they they sneak the win but um it's a shame they couldn't capitalize on that sort of early deed they ran out to uh top performers from the raiders game uh christian wilkins had a, a cracking game 24 points a sack two tackles for a loss uh landon roberts was was at it again um Great pick for the you know the touchdown mm. return. Although to be fair, it was you know Carl chucked it straight at him. I don't know what he was looking at, but um, and to be fair to Carl, that was about the only time he you know he he dropped a bit of a um, a bollock on that. Um, I'd expect Miami's D line to be sniffing around the QB now, whether it's Wentz hobbling around again or whether one of the backups comes in. Um, but I think Miami will fancy themselves against this. Um, against his Colts offense. Um, I think the linebackers and probably the secondary come into play because I think, you know, if, if Wentz is hobbling around, he's going to throw, you know, some questionable passes around the place. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got Miami sort of, I think the defense will have too much for the Colts at home as well. Yeah. Um, so I think they bounce back to, to go sort of two and two uh, this weekend. So anything I've missed? Nope, I don't think so. I've got I've got exactly the same... Uh, on the actual game outcome, I just feel that Dolphins would be just a little bit too strong defensively for the Colts. Hope so. Just, yeah. <laughs> Look fancy being one and three. No. No Where are you going there. next? 
Brains versus Vikings. Um, Okie dokie. So as I mentioned when talking about the Bears, Miles Garrett put up massive numbers in week three. Um, however, I don't see him doing that against Kirk Cousins. Um, Kirk's in form. And he, he had a he had a cracking game the weekend. Um, he's only been sacked once in each of his last two games. So it's going to be a tougher, tougher, tougher game for the edge rushers at the Browns. Uh, in week three, Garrett had 4.5 sacks, though. Seven tackles and four tackles for a loss, um, which gave, gave anybody that had Garrett had an absolute stormer. Um, so I didn't actually in any of in any of mine, but luckily enough, I wasn't playing. I didn't play against anybody that did have him neither. Which I was great. I did. Did you? Yeah, I got oh. absolutely battered in the home league, didn't I? Killer! It's an absolute killer when you get something like that. Um, it was also a big week for Jadavian Clowney. Uh, he helped himself to to a couple of sacks. Um, the rookie linebacker Owusu Koromoa. He also scored well for the Browns, and he got to Justin Fields as well. I don't think there's many players, that, many people that didn't. Um, however, I, as I mentioned, I just don't see it being the same. It'll be a very different game against the Vikings, so I don't expect the same type of scores from the Browns. D. It was wasn't a one-off, but there's, you know, I think. There was there was quite a few things that all um, worked right in the favor uh, in the favor for the Browns in that game. When we're talking about consistency, like I said, it hasn't been consistent yet from the Browns. However, that was obviously a big uptick for those players. Consistency, you can't go much further than looking at a linebacker for the Vikings, and that is Eric Kendricks. He is going off at this moment in time, and he is averaging. Over 12 tackles per week currently. Um, he is a seriously solid floor player. Um, he's one of those linebackers that, you know, at the stage, he should be, he should have been the f- first pick, second pick, third pick linebacker. Um, and he wasn't. So he is some serious value for the people that did pick him up later. Alongside him, we highlighted last week, we, we highlighted Nick. Vigil, who he put up another decent score and, and is playing quite well. You've obviously got to keep an eye on um, Anthony Barr if you do have Nick Vigil starting and you are starting to rely on him because when Anthony Barr does come back, I expect Anthony Barr to to, to definitely eat into the snaps that Nick Vigil plays. Um, in the secondary, Harrison Smith, um, Brashaud, Breland are consistently scoring well. Um, so they're 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 good good players to play at this moment in time. So going into the D line, Baker Mayfield he got sacked five times in week three, which I was a bit surprised. I I, I kind of I had to sort of like look look back at that so just to double check. And yeah, the the Bears it was Khalil Mack that was really on it. Um, but but with Baker getting sacked that many times, it does mean that Daniel Hunter obviously is in play, you know, like he is most weeks. But also, Everson Griffin, who is back with the Vikings this season, he looks particularly good against the Seahawks and really fired up. So he could be in line for a sack or two. And you'll see later, I've got Everson Griffin as my cheeky pickup as because um, he's definitely going to be on waiver wires. 
um, and the matchup is particularly, it looks particularly good. You know, there could be a sack there. And if you have got a, if you have got a gap to plug, um, you could do worse than at Everson Griffin. Um, as for the actual matchup, it, it's going to, it's a tight, tight affair, this one, but Vikings coming off um, that performance against the Seahawks. I know that, I know the Browns had a, and it's, it's two teams that are in form, but I've been really impressed by the Vikings so far. They could could have been, we could be three, we could have been three and three and zero. We could have been. When you look at those games and how tight they were, and I feel that they're going to win this one, but they're going to have to stop that runs game, uh, the Browns run game. If they do, um, I think that is all I've got on them. So yeah, I'm going Vikings again for me. Go on then, Brent. What you got? Yeah, um, I like say tough one to call, but. I've I've learnt my lesson from the last pod because I I backed Seattle to do it last week and um, they just uh, yeah got shut down. Um, funny team Seattle though, weren't they? Real funny. Yeah, to, 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 yeah, it's it's um, so yeah. I've, I'm going for the Vikings. I mean, as we touched on, um, I mean Eric Hendricks had a he was my top performer in um, in one of our sort of IDP leagues. So. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, like you say, if they can start, we've seen Chubb, you know, run a couple of teams to death already this season, sort of late on in the game. Um, Hunt, Hunt had I, a blinder, didn't he? Though, Green yeah, Hunt had a blinder. Yeah, it's not a bad. Um, yeah, it's um, it's a sort of two double-headed monster that uh, the Vikings are going to. But I think unlike some of the teams, the Browns have already come. I, I think the Vikings are better equipped to deal with it. So, and again, yeah. you know playing at home off the back of a big win they'll be buoyed by that so yeah i'd, I'd say it's um be be fun to watch and um yeah vikings at home i reckon but well, not not by much um right where am i going oh okay we've got to make a weekly trip to atlanta um washington at the falcons uh let's start with washington for god's sake so this um this Washington defense isn't performing as well. We really liked it coming into the season, but it's not—it's not quite been at the races yet. Um, and um, and they really struggled. To, I mean, I I thought that Bills blowout against our lot um, in week two was a was a little bit of a freak. I thought it was as much down to us being poor as it was, but no. Um, and Washington just proved it um, last weekend. They really struggled to put pressure on on Allen. Um, all game, pretty much. They did just couldn't get near him. Um, they seem to be running in treacle, sort of. You know, every time he rolled out the pocket, there was no one near him. Mm. Um, Chase Young hasn't been at the races yet uh, this season. Montez Sweat, you know, again he had another another sort of quiet week. Week three, uh, top performers. One you've tipped numerous times. Um, Cole Holcomb, linebacker, had a had a good game, twenty three points. Uh, he was just a bit of a tackle machine this weekend. Um, no. Sort of, but again, just flying safe, around doing doing what he, yeah. Uh, Landon Collins in the secondary had a reasonable game, fourteen half points. Um, the, the Washington defense is putting up as as Cole Holcomb's numbers um, highlight. They're putting good tackle numbers on the board week in week out. Now, if they can just throw in a few big plays, you know, that really affect the game, um, then I, I think they'll start to fire, and they're not going to have a better chance than they will this week against the Falcons team that's really, really struggling still. Um, so despite the win, you know, um, but then I'll, I'll touch on that in a minute. Um, 
I would I would look at the likes of of the obvious sort of candidates, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. I think they'll step up this week, um, backed up by Holcomb, who I expect to have another good game. Uh, quick waiver watch, um, corner Kendall Fuller. Um, I found on a few waiver wires. Um, another good week. Um, still, as I say, still in a lot of waivers. You know, after he had a monster week two, well over 20 points. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm sort of pretty much all in on the Washington defence for this one. Mm-hmm. Falcons, week three, well, they've got a win on the board. Um, and But they managed to take advantage of the New York Giants doing, doing Giants-type things on offence again, really. Um, Bizarre. Oh, God. Uh, a couple of top performers. Shout out for my man who I've got in our um, Lawrence Taylor League, um, four-sided to Luke on. Uh, racked up 23 and a half points, as I said at the start of the show. 14 tackles, one for a loss. Got to Daniel Jones on at least a couple of occasions. Uh, Dion Jones, linebacker, racked up 21 points. Um, 13 tackles, one for a loss. I like the linebackers. It's yeah. about the only thing I do like about the, this Falcons defence, but um, I am... Yeah, you know, I'm trying to be positive. A um, couple of big waiver wire shout. Well, one in particular, I found Grady Jarrett. Um, so I don't think he'd be, you know, sort of, if you're looking for something in the D line, he, you know, he had a, he had a, a good performance, 17 points, um, including a sack, two hits on Jones uh, to boot. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, if, if I'm going anywhere for the Falcons, it's, it's at linebacker and it will be the, the obvious sort of candidate. Yeah. But um, I think I'm taking, I know it's at Atlanta. Yes, I know they've picked up the first W, but um, I think there's, there's, there is value on both sides of this, primarily in Washington. I've got Washington, you know, picking up the road win. Um, you know, I, I think they'll fancy their chances against this Falcons O-line that just, Mm. Yeah, it just seems to fall apart at, at short notice. Um, but I, I think those the, the linebackers I've highlighted, the Falcons, will, will you know pick up sort of consistent numbers again this week. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah. Any any thoughts? Yeah, I've got I've got the Washington I've got Washington to win it. But this is the one that I would I would whack a couple of quid on Falcons. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know why. Just, I just think it's something not quite right in Washington. Obviously, got the quarterback issue. Mm. Um, well, not quarterback issue. I mean, Heineke again. Still, it still looks good, but it's just, I don't know. I just, just feel that they don't seem quite. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's like they're they're missing leaders a little bit in in Washington. They seem to be, yeah, just not not feeling secure. You know what I mean? When it's mm. like you know, they do something good. And then they won't secure it. They're like give up and give up a play. The next play, they'll give up something stupid, or they'll ju- just you know, or they let they let the opposition score too easily. And it just just doesn't feel quite right for me with the with the Washington. I know the Falcons are in. They're not they're not in a great state, but yeah, I still think yeah, I still think Washington are going to be a bit too strong for them. But there we go. Right over off off the back of the Washington game. We're now going to Texans versus Bills, I've got. So, wow. Um, yeah, there was a lot of conversations around Josh. <laughs> I was one of the people as well saying uh, Josh Allen hasn't really racked up the numbers that we had expected and blah, 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 blah. And then bang. Yeah, there they are. There's the numbers again. Uh, he was absolutely electric. They all actually, the Bills were throughout. They're on fire both sides of the ball. And the Texans, they're in for an absolute whipping, I reckon, here. Um, I'm not interested in any of the Texans' defensive players in week four. 
I just looked at I just looked at the, the players that I've listed here. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not playing I'm not playing any of them unless I've got to. Obviously, you could stick to your you know your big your big names. Um, but but yeah, I'm not even going to bother talking about them to be honest. I think I think the Bills are going to be all over this. Um, from from the Bills, I see some big points, especially up front and in the secondary. Again, I you know I like this I like this double up. I I've always liked it. It's a bit it's the betting side of me really that looks at it from a um you know a a boom score where you can get, you know, you can get pressure on the QB and you get the pick at the same time. And I see it. I see it here a lot. Davis Mills, he got sacked four times against Carolina. He didn't, he didn't throw a pick, but I just feel that it's a matter of time because I think he might try not getting sacked so much and try, try and throw it, throw a wobbler. Um, <laughs> yeah. So all of the Bills players are in play for me and let's get, oh, I'll, I'll go for a few of them. You can pick. You can pick which ones you're going to start and which ones you're not. To be honest with you, um, if you can fit them all in, fit them all in. One of them's going to really go off. I think. Um, let's go for it, Matt Milano. Let's start with Matt Milano because he's 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 leading it. Six six tackles, two tackles for a loss. He's averaging over twenty points per week in IDP plus. I hate moment. it when I'm right. Yeah, it's good though. I I think I I I clap you, Brent. I clap you. Um, He's the linebacker nine overall. That's mm-hmm. overall at this moment in time, and that means that there's there's probably some skewed in there because there's some some big scores going. But what's been is the consistent scoring with Matt Milano. It's like 18, 23, 20, 25 or whatever. You know, it's these kind of points. And if he can carry on down that road, yeah, he's he's going to be there or thereabouts towards the end of the year, and I, I just I got a feeling that he might do. Just the way that the Bills are playing, Matt Milano is he's got a, he's got a decent tackle floor, not huge, but it's a decent tackle floor. But he's got this big playability consistently. Um, they let him roam, Matt Milano, and I think that's that's the that seems to be the key. In this in this defense, and I, I yeah, like I said, I'm really high on him. Um, the big point scorer is at DB though. Mika Hyde is really on it. He's the DB eight. Um, he's he's averaging over 15 points a week. Um, Mika, he's on one. Um, Jordan Poyer, player that I'm. I always pick Jordan Poyer up. He's always one of my top DBs. He's just again another consistent. He's got a. He took a knock fourth quarter. In the game, um, and he's 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 looking questionable moving forward. But he's the DB ten overall as well. He's averaging over twelve points a week. Uh, Teron Johnson, he's also scoring well at corner. Um, Wallace is scoring well at corner. Tremaine Edmonds, out of everybody, Tremaine Edmonds is the one that hasn't quite got going, but. I expect him to as well soon, or at least it's at least up his tackle count a bit. Um, By soon, you mean Sunday? Probably. Well, he's going to join the party, I would expect. But this one, I, I would, if I was going for, again, we've mentioned it before, an outside pick, Greg Rousseau, um, the rookie, He he's had two sacks this season. Um, and he's the one that I would look at, maybe getting, getting, a, getting a couple more in this game. Um, if you had to pick somebody up, but they're they're really you could 
you can make a case for pretty much all of them at, the, at this moment in time. Um, it's the Bills for me in an absolute blowout win. I don't see anything else. I don't know how they even consider stopping Josh Allen. I, I, I think, I think defensively the Bills are on it. They're on it as well. So can't see them. Can't see the Texans. They're going to struggle to score and they're going to struggle to stop the Bills scoring, which is a lethal cocktail. Um, so yeah, what are you going for Texans, Brad? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. But I'm not going to say much more because I'm. It's only week four, and I'm. I'm already sick of talking about how good the sodding Bills are. So, um, yeah, I mean the Texans got they got duffed up last week by that young Panthers defense, and they're going to get absolutely shredded by a, an even more experienced and potent defense on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, it's all ends up um, Bills. Okay, that's quite enough for Buffalo. Right. Um, where are we going? Off to New Orleans. Uh, Giants at the Saints. <clears throat> so uh, we've already touched on the, the Giants a little bit, helping the Falcons to their first win. Um, so they're just their own worst enemy again. I mean, it's one of those, it's just, just when you start to think, you know, the game against Washington, you start to see Jones doing a few things and then, nope. Um, so, you know, again, you know, give up an 11 yard sack when they're in the red zone. Um, you know, muffing the snap again. He's just, uh, I mean, you know, and the good news just keeps on coming for the Giants at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got Sterling Shepherds, uh, Darius Slayton, both limping out. And, and then you've got the big one, which is Blake Martinez uh, with a torn ACL, uh, which has really done me some favours in our one of our IDP leagues. Um, so anything to salvage from last week? Uh, Leonard Williams, you know, edge, you know, racked up 16 and a half points. He did get a sack, tackle for loss. Um, they've just signed him to a, a contract extension um, as well, sort of 63 million. So whether that'll improve anything, I doubt it. Um, so, yeah, I'm struggling to find any any real value in this this Giants, um, uh, Giants defence um, and the Martinez injury. I mean, the, the only thing the Martinez injury might do is... Um, I found sort of Crowder at linebacker for the Giants on on a couple of the waiver wires, and he had a, a decent game against Falcons, sixteen points. But um, and the Martinez injury, you know, might result in you know, him seeing a few more snaps. But um, no, I mean, going up against this Saints team, I'm I'm not really picking anything on that Giants defense this week. Um, moving over to the Saints, uh, he had a good win. Um, you know, at the Panthers at the weekend, uh, 28 to 13. Um, Defon, uh, sorry, the Panthers, Patriots, sorry. Um, I mean, the defence did a, a real job on on Matt Jones at the weekend. Uh, they seemed to knock him right out of the sink. Up until last weekend, out of all the rookie QBs, he looked the most settled, the most composed. Um, but, you know, they really got in his face and, um, you know, made it difficult for him. Um, and, you know, they the Saints really needed consistent showing from their defense because I still think the offense is a little bit sketchy, a little bit inconsistent. Uh, top performers from the Saints, quickly, uh, Demario Davis, uh, linebacker racked up over 25 points. He was a bit of a tackle machine at the weekend. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, uh, DB, racked up over 27 points, um, including a pick six. A uh, couple of players I found on waiver 
uh, wires on a, on a couple of our leagues. Um, CJ Gardner-Johnson, uh, actually both in the secondary, and, and uh, Marshawn Lattimore. I know he's just come back from injury, but um, Johnson racked up 24 points. Lattimore picked up 23, including a, another pick. Um, so, um, yeah, I was I was really surprised to see him on, on a couple of waiver wires. Um, so... A little bit like the game you've just covered off. I'm loading heavy on the Saints' defense um, in Week Four. Mm. Um, I think they'll they'll really have a bit of a feast on what is a pretty banged up um, Giants team at the moment. Uh, D line's all in play as the Giants are you know short on, on receivers, so they might have to lean on Saquon a bit on the ground. Um, but yeah, the, the, the fantasy values definitely with the Saints from an IDP perspective. Um, I think the Giants' D will just end up their offense performs anything like it did last week that Giants D is going to be on the field way too much and it's going to be knackered by the end of that game Um, so I don't see it going anything you know I can't see any other result than the Saints being pretty comfortable this week yep yeah for me exactly the same mate I'm I'm all in on the Saints I I don't I'm concerned as well about that that second line of defense with without um, Martinez in there um, they're they're usually pretty good up front, but yeah, you, you, it worries me if um, go if Kamara starts breaking through there, they yeah. could be in for a, they could be in for a long old day. Um, right, let's have a look time wise. Oh yeah, let's speed. I'll speed this up a bit. Chiefs and Eagles. Okie koke. So, uh, my man Nick Bolton. I'm going on about Nick Bolton every week, and I'm going to carry on because he is now. He is now leading them in tackles. He is leading the Chiefs in tackles with 23. I mean, it's not massive amount, but it's week on week. He's he's ticking he's ticking up. He's also got two tackles for a loss. Um, he could be in play for week four as well because I, I expect the Eagles to do what they do, and I expect them to heavy dose of the run game and and throw the ball over the middle quite a bit um, using their using their two tight ends. Um, so I expect, yeah, I expect Nick Nick Bolton to carry on racking up those tackles. Uh, Chris Jones, he's continuing to cause offences issues. Uh, he's got two sacks on the season, but he's managing to get a bit of pressure. Um, he's starting to look back to himself again. Um, he's, you know, in form. Uh, who else have we got? Let's have a look. Secondary-wise, oh, Daniel Sorensen. Fucking hell. Sorry, I'm just not a fan of his. I'm really not a fan of him. I find him a pain and they're just not particularly a good player. He gives up stupid penalties and does the wrong thing at the wrong time. If it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes, a lot of the time bailing him out. He, um, Yeah. Anyway, uh, but on the... On the IDP front, he's actually scoring quite well. He's got 21 combined tackles. He's got one sack, two tackles for a loss, and one pass defended so far. So even though he's a pain, put him in if you need some scoring DB-wise. Um, <laughs> where are we going to go? So again, I don't like teams that play against the Chiefs too much because they spray the ball around a bit. But for the, for the Eagles... Singleton and Wilson, linebackers, they're going to be in play. Travis Kelsey over the middle. Um, Hilaire will run quite a bit, I expect. So expect Singleton Wilson to book it, put up decent numbers. Like normal, they're cons- scoring quite consistently. Not massive, but they are scoring decent floor numbers. Um, Anthony Harris is a start at safety for me um, for those big booming balls over the top. Uh, if you're looking for a sack, 
obviously the man the man at the Eagles is Hargrave. The moment for for pressures in sacks. Um, there might be one or two against Mahomes. Speed it up. Uh, yeah, nothing much more else I'm going to say. I see this as a Chiefs bounce back win. Um, yeah, not going to go into it too much. And I don't think there's nothing there for me. There's no players that that are, are going to be um, ones that I particularly stand out that I'm going to be wanting to, to grab and play in that game, apart from Nick Bolton, who I've said, who... I stand by at this moment in time. What do you reckon, Bram? Yeah, Chief, exactly. Chiefs bounce back. That divisional loss at the weekend would have stung. Um, yeah, definitely. Chief, even on the road um, against a okay sort of Philly team at the moment. Um, yeah, but... I mean, I've been really not not impressed by the Chiefs again. I don't, I don't know whether it, I don't know what they're. I, th- I expected them to be angry and bitter, and you know, from from the Super Bowl last year, and they just. I don't know. It's still it's just a bit disjointed and it's not quite right. You saw Patrick Mahomes giving them all a pep talk halfway through and early on in the game as well at the weekend. And it was, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see, it, you know, you've got them, the Ravens, they're all, they're all sort of struggling, some of these top sides. Mm. So the bit, apart from the Bills who seem to be kicking in. Um, no, more, no more, no more Bills. Sorry, talk. sorry. No more Forget Bills. It. No Bills. No, no. Right. Go on. Okay. Panthers, no Cowboys. Pan- Panthers at the Cowboys. Um, comfortable win against Texans to go 3-0, and the Panthers, uh, topping off the NFC South. Um, you know, I, I expect this Texas-based team, because obviously they're staying um, in Texas after um, the road game against the, uh, Houston, um, to throw, a, I expect the Cowboys to throw a bit more at this young defence, but I expect them to step up um, and produce again, to be honest. Uh, Brian Burns is in play. Um as a DL, will try and stop that dual threat that seems to be developing now on the ground at, at the Cowboys, you know, Zeke and, and Tony Pollard run game. Um, so, yeah, the, you know, Burns had a decent game uh, against the Texans, 17 points, including the sack. Hassan Reddick um, is a must for me at the moment, uh, given that he's an LB, LB number eight at the moment, but he can play at DL. Uh, Mr. Consistency, 18 points week one, 17 week two, 17 week three play him um Shaq Thompson again at linebacker I think will be involved at a reasonable week um Jeremy Chin been disappointing so far but I can see him being busier this week um he's still he's still doing a lot you know he's it's one of those he's just not quite it's not yeah. quite happening for him I just expect it seen though there's been a lot of talk I've been following a lot of people that have got a lot of good things to say about Jeremy Chin so yeah so I, I know. Really I mean, he's, you know, again, it's one of those. You know, the cream always rises to the top. But yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's been busy. But from an IDP, I just, just like to see a little bit more. You know, a few more points on the board. Um, but I I do expect him to be you know a bit busier because um, yeah, the secondary is a little banged up. Actually, that would be my only sort of concern with this Panthers defense um, in week four. Noticeably, um, or notably rather, again in one of I've got him in a couple of leagues. Uh, rookie JC Horn. Uh, now he's either going to be out for. I'm sure everyone listening has already caught on to this. He's got three broken bones in his foot, so he's either going to be as it stands or as it stood today when I was reading up on it, two to three months. You know, if it's left alone, or he is talking with his family at the moment about opting for surgery, and that's season over. Mm. Um, so they just started something... with the signing of CJ Henderson as well. It's pointing towards. I think the longer play, I think yeah, for them. Um I think they're they're writing him off. Um so um so yeah, so that, that would be my only concern with that sort of Panthers D. 
Uh, Cowboys, I'm still a little bit wary of this Cowboys defense. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's a little bit irrational. I don't know. But, um, you know, in terms of value, although we're starting to see, and we touched on it last week, um, a bit more of a pattern in the linebacker department, you know, the bulk of the value going to, as we've said before, Parsons and, and sort of Van Der Esch. Um, they've been a bit disrupted by COVID issues. Uh, they had Randy Gregory out the other week. Um, then Keanu Neal, your man, um, came down with it last week. Um, so the, there's just a bit of disruption, a bit of lack of consistency there in that sort of defence for me. Um, so it's making the whole thing, as I say, a little bit sketchy from an IDP sort of perspective. Um, so, you know, if there is any value, uh, I'd possibly be looking at sort of something like, you know, the corner Trevon Diggs, um, found him on a few waivers. He's had a solid, uh, solid start to the season, um, already had a couple of picks. Um, and to be honest, that's, you know, I, I'd be, if I'm looking anywhere in the Cowboys for a bit of hidden value outside of the usual linebackers, it's in that secondary, yeah. um, especially with, with CMC limping out. Um, you know, you can see Sam Darnold there and it out a bit more and he's still prone to doing the odd Sam Darnold type thing uh, from his, his days at the Jets. So I am, I think it's a tighter one, this one, but I, I'm leaning towards the Panthers. Um, I know they're on the road again, but with even with CMC out, I think they're going to lean on this young defence to, to come up with the goods again. Um, so Panthers for me, just on this one. Um, but it's one of those could go either way. So, um, but there's there's lots to look at on the defensive side. Certainly, um, whether I've got the game prediction right, God knows. But what do you reckon? Yeah, I got the Cowboys. I got the Cowboys yeah. to win it. Just, but it's just been basically having such a good wide receiver court against a banged up secondary. Yeah, that's kind of like that's kind of virtually what I've gone off because uh, I think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be a tight old game. Hmm. Um. They might cancel each other out slightly up front, um, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good game. Potentially game of the week for me yeah, on I, that I, one. It's I just, just like this Panthers team. I really enjoy yeah, watching them at the moment. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame. A bit it's of a heart, shame. Heart overhead this week in the prediction. It, I think it is such a shame the JC Horn thing because I think they were. Mm. I mean, they might be they might be okay, and they might it might not hurt them as much as is it is it looks it it, it could. Um, but yeah, because they they are they are really exciting to watch, and the fact is is, is they're so they're so young. It is you know such a young team, and it's it, yeah they're certainly going to be around for a while, and they they they're really good to watch. Um, Okie dokie, right? Nine PM games. Seahawks versus the Forty Niners. Um, speeder. Uh, Mr. Wagner, got to talk about him. Bobby Wagner's forty-four tackles over the three games so far. Um. He's all right, isn't he? Yeah, bang average. Um, but yeah, it's just from from the IDP side of things, it's just it's just incredible floor. Um, he's such such a dominant figure. However, I want to talk about more Jordan Brooks, which is the other linebacker this year. Um, obviously, KJ Wright used to be the the Robin to Bobby Wagner's Batman, um, but it's now Jordan Brooks, and Jordan Brooks is. A decent, decent prospect moving forward. Um, he's starting to put up some consistent numbers. He's had 27 tackles so far and one tackle for a loss. Um, and he's in my picks, in one of my picks for for the week four games um, against the 49ers. Expect them like they do to mix it up a bit, but also to 
they play a lot over the middle and they run the ball after after the game against the Packers. I expect them to try and nail it down a bit more. The 49ers. I thought they done done a few silly things against the Packers, and I think they're going to lock it down a bit more and try and play a little bit more conservatively against the Seahawks. And I think that will that will that will lend itself to Bobby Wagner doing pretty well, but also. Jordan Brooks to be able to score quite well. Um, other players are scoring consistently now in the secondary from the Seahawks. Jamal Adams is starting to find some consistency. His tackle floor is good, as, you, as you'd expect. Quandre Diggs is one that, at safety, somebody who is definitely worth a pickup. Um, he's, he's been scoring reasonably well every week. So, yeah, sort of, sort of that. Sort of somebody's pick up. The 49ers. Oh, it's been quite quiet, really, on the scoring front from their side of things. Um, apart from the obvious, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, they're consistent, but there's nobody else really that is jumping out at this time. There's there's definitely more value to having other sides um, defensively at this moment in time. Um, so I'm just going to flip it straight over to the to the game. It's a must-win game for the Seahawks, and I don't fancy them in this. I just don't. I think the 49ers will win it. What do you reckon, Bran? Yeah, I think, as you say, I mean, I think Pete Carroll would be desperate not to go one and three in the division because um, the rest of them could be out of sight you know, by mid-October if, it, if they're not careful. Mm. Um, and I, But I think that desperation might actually play into the Niners' hands. Um, I agree. Like you say, I expect them to iron out a few of those creases that we saw last week. Um, and... Uh, He's at the Niners as well, so yeah. Yeah, just I, expect I think, Shanahan I think, to grab him I, and just go. Look, stick yeah. to what you do. Stick to what you do best. Yeah, and and, and, and I think that the Seahawks. I think Shanahan will be looking at that, going, look, you know, if if, if we can get out to a lead, the Seahawks are just going to become a bit desperate, and then so erratic, so erratic. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I've, I've got the Niners. Okay, um, cracking on. So uh, another fun game: uh, Cardinals at the Rams. So. Yes, the Cardinals had a you know week three win at the Jags, thirty-one um, nineteen. I think was a bit flattering. Um, Just slightly. So, well, it was an ugly win, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's be honest; it was not not a pretty offensive performance. Um, but you know, and they, they did need a late rally from from Kyler Murray. And to be fair to the kid, he, you know, he stepped up. Uh, but and they still put up some notable sort of IDP numbers. To be fair. Uh, thanks in part to, although Lawrence was better, there was still a couple of mistakes. That flea flick, uh, flicker pass that um, landed in Byron Murphy's lap. Um, so Jordan Hicks, um, at linebacker, had a you know went over thirty points, had a great weekend, um, sacking a couple of false fumbles as I've touched on Byron Murphy um, at the corner, um, close to thirty points, um, including two picks, one for that um, touchdown. Um, so. Yeah, and I've, I found both of them on, on a couple of the waivers, actually. But um, I just don't fancy this defence against the Rams. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I've touched on a little bit of value there, but that's purely based on the fact that we were playing the Jags last week. Um, I, you know, I would keep... The only thing I would say is I'd keep an eye on the, the, the Rams running back situation. If Daryl Henderson, and I think he will be back this weekend, but keep an eye on it, um, is still out, then they are going to have to wear it out a little bit more, I suspect. Um, so there might be a little bit of value in the likes of finding a Byron mm. Murphy on the waivers if you are short and in your secondary. But otherwise, um, I'd, I'd be I'd be benching my, from an IDP perspective against this Rams team, um, I'd be 
sticking on the bench this week. Uh, wait for week five. Um, moving over to the Rams. Well, you know, we discussed it before the pod. I, I did call it last week. I said I fancied the, the Rams against the Bucks, and, you know, they, they came up trumps. Um, you know, Stafford just aired out all over the place. Uh, I'm convinced he's sleeping with Cooper Cup. There's something just suspiciously good about that relationship. Good looking lad, Cooper. It's, yeah, I don't but yeah, but you know, what I mean, it's almost—I it's, don't know—sixth sense. Um, but um, and the yeah, and the cards were were just sloppy in offense against the Jags, as we've already said. Um, the Jags' defense really didn't punish them. This one will. Um, yeah, that's for sure. So um, they looked I mean, they just slightly out, out of kilter all the time. But Hopkins and you couldn't get him going at all. And yeah. No. Um, don't like the, don't like Arizona. At the this weird moment. thing is, when you drill down into the stats, looking at the the and it was a good win, an important win. You know, almost a, a we're here to be taken seriously this season type win against the Bucks. But you look at the numbers and you go, there was there were no really sort of big defensive plays, but they just like I discussed with you before we started recording. Yeah. You know, it it was a case of they just. You know, they're, they're a bit of a tackle machine. Um, Aaron Donald flies around doing Aaron Donald type stuff. Um, you know, racked up another 20 points, sack, force fumble. Kenny Young um, had a cracking game at, at sort of linebacker, 35 points, sack, Definite fumble, player. tackles for losses. Um, I'd be a bit like the Saints who I touched on before. I'd be loading heavy on this Rams defense. Um, again, yeah. quick sniff around on the waiver watch. Um, Leonard Floyd, I found. Um you know, he had a sack last weekend um, and he had a good week too as well. So he's, you know, he seems to be trending for sort of fairly well. Um, I don't think the wheels have completely come off this, you know, reasonably good start the Cardinals had. I know you, you, you've got a bit of a downer on them, um, but... Um, I can't stand them. I can't. I was, I don't I was know. trying to sugarcoat it a little bit, but... <laughs> yeah. But I just, yeah, I, I just think this defence... Rams too solid. Um, Rams taking this one all day long, and as I've said, I'd probably I'd be swerving anyone on the cards from from a fantasy fantasy perspective this weekend. So mm. um, yeah, do you want to sort of moan about Cardinals anymore? I just hope the Rams stuff them. I really do. I just uh, yeah, you know, you might you know my thoughts on it. It's the fact yeah. that people yeah, just a lot of people think I. Everybody's so fantastic, and they're like the top players in their position, whoever it may be from the Arizona side. And then you look at in the team ethic and the actual. I just don't get it. Anyway, there, but there we go. There we go. Don't need me moaning about them. Right on to the Steelers versus Packers. Um. Okay. So, game wise, God, the Steelers really need a result here. They really need a result against the Packers. The Packers have kicked in. They've after a shocking week one, they are starting to find the gears, and they look they look particularly good. Good. It was a good win against. I know it was a tight game, but it was still a good win against the 49ers. Um The Steelers. Ben looks awful. He looks like you know. He looks like a wardrobe running. You know, stumbling about. Um, he can't he's, seem to... he's a slightly slimmer wardrobe than he was a couple <laughs> of years ago, but <laughs> but I mean seriously, it was really it was it was quite hard to watch actually at times. Yeah, um, painful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he doesn't look good, and he can't seem to run or throw well. So 
at this moment in time... Apart from that, it's a fantastic QB at the moment. <laughs> yeah, at this moment in time, I'm really concerned about the Steelers. They, mm. they, you know, they really need TJ Watt back and they need some kind of spark that they need spark offensively as well. God, are they banged up. The wide receivers, all of them, Deontay Johnson, Juju, and um, Claypool, they were all off the field. And it was down to Washington to um, to sort of like lead that. And I think to myself, God, you know, if you've got Big Ben throwing the way he's throwing and that's your wide receiver core, you've got a rookie running back in Najee Harris, who's, who's great, but, you, you know, it's not what they do, the Steelers. Um, it's quite worrying for me um, what, what might happen to the Steelers this year I, I'm not quite sure where where they're where they're going they don't look right at all so with that in mind uh, I'll just talk about Terrell Edmonds who had a pick in week three apart from that it was not a great week for any of the defensive players on the Steelers as well I've mentioned they need TJ Watt back he may be back he should be back but we'll wait and see but I'm not interested in any Steeler at this moment in time going to the Packers though now suddenly there's a few players that are coming back into the mix on the Packers front, and especially with what we've just said about Big Ben not looking good and the wide receivers being limited and not up to the not up to it. With that in mind, Gerard Alexander is starting to come into his own a little bit. He's a, in my opinion, he's a hell of a player. Um, he racked up an interception, uh, which contributed to him scoring 22 points in week three in IDP+. Plus. So he had a hell of a week. Darnell Savage also scored well with 16 points. He got six tackles, one tackle for a loss, one pass defended. That secondary is looking good. And yeah, the matchup, the matchup's telling me it's, oh, I'm, got, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at that um, Packers secondary. And that's where I may be going um, for week four. Um, look at the, the 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 linebackers as well. Devondre Campbell looked good. Preston Smith he got to the QB three times in week three, which yeah is decent. Yeah, Devondre Campbell's put up some decent numbers. Uh, a bit of a drop off for um, for Barnes at linebacker, but yeah, Devondre Campbell looks like the lead linebacker at this moment in time. So if he's there, he might be worth a worth a start as well. Yeah, I fancy the Packers to get a sack or two here. And the secondary picks are in, pressures are in, yeah, pass defends are in. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, Packers win all in for me. Brent? Yeah, uh, Packers good, Steelers bad, simples. Um, Packers good, Steelers bad. There you go. There's, there's, a, there's a really analytical breakdown for you. Um, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was brief. Um <laughs> What more so, do people want? <laughs> well, go there on. You go. <laughs> cool. Say what you say. Um, right. Ravens at the Broncos. So, uh, Ravens, you know, week three win against the Lions. Um, 19-17. That winning margin really should have been more. Um, so, uh, notable shout to uh, Marquis Hollywood Brown, uh, who had a mare. Uh, three drops. Should have had two TDs off those passes. I mean, had two mm. on the same drive, for crying out loud. Um IDP wise, my con- my concern with the Ravens at this moment in time is they're they're rather banged up um, on you know squad generally uh, to mm. be honest. 
Um, and I think with the exception of in the DB position, Chuck Clark, great name, proper American name, Chuck Clark, um, 26 and a half points, including a sack, you know, last week against the Lions. Outside of that, I'm, I'm struggling. Um, I mean, against, I would ex- have expected a little bit more from this defence against the Lions team that in, offensively, they show the odd flash, but a bit like Washington, they can't seem to do anything consistent. Um, so they, they go from looking okay, you know, looking good on occasion to just looking bang average too, you know, too much of the time. Um but uh, the numbers just don't seem to be there at the moment from this Ravens defense. Um, and if they can't do it against the, I don't want to be too harsh on the lines, but a, a reasonably sort of, you know, bang average Detroit side. Um, I really don't fancy them flicking the switch and doing it in Denver on Sunday, to be honest, against this Broncos team. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm probably sort of swerving anything on the Ravens, um, you know, where the Broncos, I think very quickly, I know it's not, in any way relevant to IDP. Um, special shout out to the Kickers Club um, for that oh. um, 66 yard from Justin Tucker. Um, really didn't want him to get that. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, how to how to win the crossbar challenge. Fair play there. Um, Fair play. So, Broncos. Uh, well, they played the Jets on Sunday, so no one needs to tell me what way, the, you know, which way that game went. Um, but you can only beat what's in front of you, I suppose. Um, against the Ravens, again, you know, both these teams going into this game are a bit banged up. The Broncos have been hit pretty hard in the linebacker position. Um, they've got mm. both uh, Bradley Chubbs out, ankle issue, uh, Josie Jules out, uh, torn peck, I believe. Um, so, but I definitely fancy the Broncos at home. So the value for me, uh, I think if you've got him, Von Miller is a must um, this week. Another solid performance against the Jets. Um, but I did you get biggest... top point scorer though? That's what no, I predicted. No, because I think. Um, yeah, Nightmare. it should have gone the other way because um, a bigger shout for um, AJ Johnson who racked up over 30 points. Um, yeah, Bond, Bond done the work, see? Well, this is it. So <laughs> I think... <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. Um, no, I, I, joking aside, I think you're right. I think that that's those sort of numbers from Johnson for me is a little bit of a flash in the pan because it was against the Jets for a kickoff. Um, I don't see him putting up those sort of numbers against the Ravens. And for me... Von Miller is the more consistent pick of the two, you know, as a looking at it from a season perspective, dynasty perspective, whatever, however you want to do it. Um, <laughs> DB's, I think, uh, DB's worth a look as well. Uh, Justin Simmons, Patrick Sertain, um, with the Ravens grand game still, they're still short on numbers. They, Lamar can't do it all, so he's going to have mm. to wear it out. Um, I think Lamar is going to chuck it around a fair bit this weekend and just hope to God that Marquise Brown doesn't have, you know, just maybe just be a little bit more Hollywood this week than he was last week. Um, but yeah, in summary, all the values on the, the Broncos, um, I'm struggling to justify anything on the Ravens, um, Ravens D for this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, I'm, I'm on with you. I, I love the Broncos. I absolutely do at this moment in time. I think that they defensively, they got so much going on. Justin Simmons, you mentioned, and um, Patrick Sertain is a player and um, yeah. Yeah. I hope he, uh, he gets a pick or two on Sunday late game in it. Yeah. Uh, yes. No, I'm on the late game. I'm on the, the late, late Sunday game, which is the Bucks versus Patriots. Okay. So we talked about the rookies earlier. Another rookie QB is in this one um, against the Bucks. Bounce back. Could we have a bounce back performance? We could do um, all Bucks defensive players to start for me. Um, 
if you if you got them, put them in because it is it is the game. It is that kind of game. Mac Jones was sacked twice and intercepted three times in week three. So, you know, I expect the same kind of pressure that that the Saints put on him um, to come from the Bucks. The Bucks stats. Let's have a look at some of these. So Levante David is the man leading the linebacker scoring, um, which is a bit of a shock to a few. However, you know he's been scoring well for for a few years now. He's got he's got twenty five tackles. Devin White has got twenty three tackles. But I felt that I thought I, I thought that Devin White looked really quite good against the the Rams. Just generally his persona, um, he seemed to really get stuck in in that game. Um, Winfield Junior is also scoring well secondary wise, and you know. That there's there's not many players from the Buck side of things that um that you can really sort of look over. If you've got them, you kinda of gotta start them at the moment, and especially in in this kind of matchup, um, because it could happen. The Bucks have been quiet so far on the sack front, which is surprising. When I looked through the stats, didn't realise they've only put up three sacks so far. Um However, I predict that might change against Mac Jones. Um, I just, I just think that they're coming. Um, so, so yeah, start uh, over to the Pats again. I'm going to talk, carry on talking about sacks here. Um, so Brady's been sacked three times in in each of the last two games, and the Pats D line are definitely in play because the Pats have had nine sacks so far. So. It is a decent pass rush from the Pats. And um, even though the protection is particularly good for Brady, still getting to him now and again. Um, so I'd look at Matt Judon. Matt Judon is really starting to look good um, for the Pats. He's my pick of the week for a start. He looked, gay, he looked really good against the against the Saints. Um, Jawan Bentley is making, him, making a bit of a name for himself at linebacker. Um, he's having an uptick on tackles week on week. Check if he's on the waiver wire and snap him up. I think Bentley's going to be the guy long term there. I think he, I think he's got he, he's got the green dot going forward. I think he's the man. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. But because you, you can't you can't really trust them. Um, the Patriots anyway. In the secondary points wise, there's not much split. Duggar Phillips. McCourty, obviously, you know, Phillips, I don't like to use the word hybrid car. It's not, it's not, it, it's just a, just a, just a, a DB that can do lots of different things. And Phillips is one of those that flips between the linebacker, pass rusher, does a bit of everything. Um, so he'd be the probably pick out of this. Mind you, Carl Duggar. Yeah, he's, he's playing, he's playing well. Um so yeah, those two, those two are in the in the game for a start. Like I said Matt Judon. The call on the game, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a tougher game than people kind of think on this one. But I think the Bucks will have it. It's going to be a tough one, but um, I think they will have it. What do you reckon, Brad? Yeah, actually, for the listeners' interest, I've just found both Duggar and um, Bentley on the waivers in a couple of leagues. Um, that's purely for everyone else. There's no way I'll be drafting any of um, picking up any Pats players off the waiver. So. <laughs> I was going to say. I've got, I've got my pride still. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, it, I think it, yeah, tight one's, 
title one to call and, and mm. I would have sort of said it uh, sort of going into week one. Um, Sunday but, night Sunday night football. Yeah, I, I just think a, a bit like the, the Chiefs, I think that defeat to the Rams will sting. Um I think I think the Bucks bounce back and um um yeah, I think it was the first time in about nine games that Brady hadn't gone over 30 points as well. Um, so we'd be looking to... to it was an interesting start of the week. Um, but... Um, nice. So, so, yeah, I thought... Uh, yeah, I, I bucks for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the Pats... Pats sort of um, front's looking all right. Come uh, on, bring us, bring right. us home. Bring okay. us home, Brian. Finishing off. Uh, Raiders at the Chargers. So, Raiders... Well, they keep going. Uh, another win for this um, better than I expected type Raiders team this season. Mm. Um, top performers in week three. Um, I've, I've got a bit of an issue with the Raiders, aside from the point they beat us in overtime. Um, in so much as a bit like I've said about the, the Bucks defence, when you look at it from a fantasy perspective, that it's a decent defence, but these points are all a bit spread out. And just very quickly, I mean, I'm looking at last week's, you know, Corey Littleton put up over 16 points, you know, Busy boy racking up the tackles. Uh, Denzel Perryman went for 19 points again. I like him though. Uh, yeah, f- f- puts Perryman. himself about 14, 14 tackles. Again, a bit like a couple of teams we touched on. I think for me, if there's any value, it's in that linebacker area. Yeah. Um, in the secondary, again, I f- find a couple of these on the waivers. Uh, Trevon Mullen, uh, the corner, uh, and the other corner, sort of Casey Hayward. Um, you know, both in their teens. Uh, Casey Hayward forced that safety against us uh, the weekend. Uh, Quinton Jefferson, the tackle, racked at 15 points, including a sack. So, like I say, it's a decent defence, but for me, there's no one that really leaps off the page for me this week, and especially away at the Chargers, who are coming off, you know, a a really sort of, you know, key win for for them. Um, So, again, I just, for me, that grew on to... I I like the Raiders this season. They're they're fun to watch. Um, but they, I think they're just really reliant on the the, off, you know, the offense sort of performing, and rather than sort of leaning too heavily on the defense. Um, so, moving over to the Chargers, as we say, you know, key win, divisional win against the Chiefs, um, Arrowhead as well. Um, somewhat helped, as we've already touched on, by let's call it an indifferent day at the office for uh, Patrick Mahomes, um, which included getting picked by uh, the cornerback Samuel on that. By his standards, that sloppy sort of no look pass, it just way too casual. Um, but um, yeah, a bit like the Raiders, IDP value this week, not too sure. Um, White, the linebacker, okay, went over 20 points, uh, got in on the homes for the sack. Uh, sorry, Joey Bosa. Um, but he's playing with a couple of knocks at the moment. So, again, just be mindful of that. Uh, Mike Davis, you know, fumble recovery. My issue with the Chargers from an IDP perspective this week is if you look at what the Raiders did against the Dolphins at the weekend, Carr aired it out all over the place. He wasn't targeting... OK, Byron Jones did a real number on Darren Waller, uh, which I thought was really... Uh, you know, impressive. He, he basically sort of marked him out of the game. Um, so Carr had to go looking around. But so, again... You know, he's, he's trying to nail down whether any of the Chargers yeah. secondary are going to be in play because, you know, the Raiders are a hard team to predict on offense at the moment. Yeah. I think Chargers will struggle with that. I think the Chargers win it, but this is probably the only game I'm going to pike out that I've covered, pike out a little bit and say, I, I, I think it'll be a great game to watch. I'm looking forward to it. 
but it's one of those I would rather watch it than gamble on, on any of my fantasy players this week. Um, if you had to, yes, a couple of the linebackers we touched on from the Raiders. Um, mm. But yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a tough a, one, isn't it? Yeah. It's a tough one. Yeah. Tough, tough game. So I'd, I'd be looking elsewhere. There's lots of other value elsewhere, you know, in week four for IDP value. For me, no, this this isn't one of them. Have um, you got one in it? I, I'd charge at home, yeah. Chargers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe just a bit too much. I don't know, mine Raiders, decent. They've been decent so far. So, okay, so is that, we're sorted really, so. That is, that is week four, mate. Yeah. So just to conclude, my picks for week four are, I've got Mika Hyde, DB Bills. I've got Logan Wilson, linebacker, Cincy. Jordan Brooks, linebacker, Seahawks. Jer Alexander, uh, DB. Uh, Cheeky Waver, who's definitely going to be on there if you're just going for a sack. Everson Griffin, DL Vikings. Um, Bren's Banker of the Week. I haven't got any music to play, but... No, we still haven't got round to the jingle. I'm, I am I got it wrong last week with Nick Bowser. He didn't go for 20 points. In fact, he barely made half of that, so I do apologise. But um, I'm going to chance my arm a little bit and say against the Falcons, Chase Young steps up um, okay. and has a, has a good day at the office. Um, so I would say at least, uh, I, I reckon he gets to Ryan at least once in that game. Um, and puts up his first really decent fantasy total for the season. So there you go. Chase Young cool. for me. Cool. Um, yeah, don't forget, like what I said at the start as well, about having one eye on that week six by week. So if you have got players that are going to be missing, you should be having a little gander. It was on the wave and what wire right now. We will be back next Thursday night to get you ready IDP-wise for week number five. I'm off to moan about the Cardinals a bit more. And check hugging to, to not think or talk about the bills. So. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, thanks for tuning in, guys, and remember, keep rushing. entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.